Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, August 18th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Untitled Goose Game is getting co-op, and Hades is coming to Switch, according to Nintendo's Indie World Showcase. There's a bunch of other stuff from that. Apple is blocking Unreal Engine on the App Store in retaliation to Epic, and the Batman Arkham series developer Rocksteady is being accused of sexual harassment issues. Nintendo shows Untitled Goose Game, Co-op, Hades for Switch, Spiritfarer is out, Grindstone is coming to Switch. There's a whole bunch of announcements that happened. Nintendo Indie World Showcase premiered this morning, and though it was not a Nintendo Direct with first-party announcements, it did promise a lot of great stuff. Hades, the roguelite from developer Supergiant Games, is coming to Switch this fall, and you'll be able to transfer your progress from the PC version of the game, which is really awesome. Hypnospace Outlaw, a difficult-to-describe puzzle game that takes place on basically an early version of a fictional internet, is coming to Switch on August 27th, and a demo for that game is available immediately. Spiritfarer, which is this just absolutely gorgeous game about helping people, you know, or in this case anthropomorphic animals, move between the living world and the afterlife, is out today on Switch. It is also out on the Epic Game Store. The animation on that game is really incredible. I would recommend taking a look at it. Garden Story, which looks like a game that mashes up elements of Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon, which is something I might say again later, is coming to Switch next year. It looks absolutely adorable. Subnautica is a game about exploring and surviving an alien ocean planet, and its sequel slash expansion, Subnautica Below Zero. Both games are coming to Switch early next year. This is a game I played a little on PC, but I, I do worry about the Switch version handling it from a technical perspective. But it is a cool game. Takashi and Hiroshi is a game that has apparently been on Apple Arcade for some time, but it's a game about an older brother making a game for their younger brother while trying to find the perfect balance of difficulty. It's out today on Switch. Raji, an ancient epic, is an action game made in India about Indian culture and stories, and it looks awesome. It has wall running, which is a key to my heart. It's out today, which is exciting. Bear and Breakfast a game that seems to take inspiration from Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon, remember, I promised I would say that again, puts you in charge of a bed and breakfast, and you're also a bear. It's coming out next year. A Short Hike is out today on Switch, which is very exciting. I have played through A Short Hike a number of times on PC with my daughter, and I am excited to see it come to Switch. It's a game you can get through quickly, which maybe you assumed from the title, but it's really charming, and it has a level of open exploration that I think can honestly be compared to Breath of the Wild. The studio behind Reigns, which is a game all about making 
royal decisions in order to direct a story is releasing a game called Card Shark with Devolver Digital. It's all about cheating at cards and manipulating the game for personal gain. It's got a cool art style, and it looks really unique. It's coming to Switch next year. Torchlight 3, the Diablo-inspired loot fest, is coming to Switch later this year. Manifold Garden is a really trippy first-person puzzle game that has been on a few other platforms, but it is making its way to Switch today. Evergate is a game that seems to have a lot in common with the Ori games, both in terms of its visuals and its platforming. It takes place in the afterlife and is coming to Switch later today. After all those reveals, Nintendo offered a handful of quick-hit indie games coming to Switch. Haven is a co-op game about a romantic couple surviving on an alien planet that's on the way. Going Under is an isometric action game that has a real early 90s vibe to it. The Red Lantern is a first-person game about snow dog racing. Unrailed is a game about creating train tracks that has kind of a Minecraft Dungeons look to it. Struggling is maybe one of the weirder things they showed. It's a platformer where it seems like you play as severed appendages in a world covered in flesh. It looks really weird. Inmost has been in development for a while, but it looks like a creepy pixelated platformer, which I'm totally into. She Dreams Elsewhere is an RPG that seems to be taking inspiration from classic RPGs like Earthbound, but it also has a bit of an Undertale style to it, which you know makes sense because Undertale even kind of has a little bit of an Earthbound emotion to it. Grindstone, which is a fantastic mobile game that I love, is coming to Switch in autumn, so that's good news. And Goner 2 is a co-op platformer. All those games are coming to Switch at various times over the next half year or so. And then, finally, the Indie World presentation ended with a big untitled Goose Game announcement. On September 23rd, the game will be updated for free to include a genuine co-op mode. Untitled Goose Game is one I always recommend to people as a good co-op game in the sense that it is particularly fun to play with someone else while you're solving puzzles together, but it's not a proper co-op game. Only one player can control the goose, but this update will change that by adding another goose to the mix, which is very cool. It's unclear if other new elements will be added to the game. It looks like what they showed in the trailer was a lot of puzzles and stuff from the first game, but now being solved by two geese, which is fun. Overall, it was... It was great. It started off strong with Hades, and then they showed lots of other awesome stuff. I am excited about the new stuff, but I am also excited to have a short hike and grindstone on my Switch. I also really want to play Spiritfarer. That game looks absolutely great. Apple is now attempting to block the Unreal Engine from the App Store, and Epic doesn't like that, frankly. The Apple, Google, and Epic legal war has taken its next big steps with Apple making moves to not just prevent Fortnite from being downloaded on its store, but it is now going after the Unreal Engine in general, which will theoretically affect far more games. Kotaku's Nathan Grayson reported on this latest development, writing, Today, Epic said that it's asked the court for a temporary restraining order 
and a longer-term preliminary injunction that would effectively stop Apple's removal plans dead in their tracks. In an email to Kotaku that included newly filed legal documents, an Epic representative called Apple's plan to remove Fortnite and restrict Epic's access to development tools and outrageous retaliation. The legal documents explain the company's rationale. When Epic sued Apple to break its monopoly on app stores and in-app payments, Apple retaliated ferociously, the document read. It told Epic that by August 28th, Apple will cut off Epic's access to all development tools necessary to create software for Apple's platform, including for the Unreal Engine Epic offers to third-party developers, which Apple has never claimed violated any Apple policy. Not content simply to remove Fortnite from the App Store, Apple is attacking Epic's entire business in unrelated areas. That story is linked in the show notes. It's another frustrating step in this whole battle. If Apple blocks the Unreal Engine, that will hurt a lot more than just Fortnite, as many developers create mobile games using Unreal. And this move from Apple would prevent developers from updating their apps, which is obviously a problem. Epic's immediate goal is just to stop Apple from being able to establish these restrictions, at least during the course of this whole legal battle, which I am sure will take longer than any of us wanted to. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Batman Arkham series developer Rocksteady has been accused of failing to prevent sexual harassment within the studio. A majority of the female staff over at developer Rocksteady banded together about two years ago to draft a letter to the leaders of the studio accusing them of failing to prevent sexual harassment issues within the company. And since that time, little has been done to address the concerns of the women on staff. Recently, however, some movement was made after the letter was given to the publication The Guardian in order for it to be publicized. The Guardian's Alex Hearn reported on the story and wrote, One of the letter's signatories, who asked to remain anonymous, said she had decided to share the letter with The Guardian because she felt people were still suffering from sexism, harassment, and inappropriate behavior at Rocksteady. I've heard everything from groping claims to incidents involving directors, all of whom are men, she said. Yet, the only thing we had as a result was a company-wide seminar that lasted an hour. Everyone who attended was asked to sign a statement confirming that they'd received the training. It felt that it was just a way for them to cover their 
butts. They actually used a different word there, but you know, I keep this podcast clean. She said the letter was kept private in part due to the company's devotion to secrecy, which is not unusual in the video game sector, and in part because staff members feared that if they left on bad terms, they would be denied credit on the company's upcoming game, an adaptation of DC Comics' Suicide Squad. That story is linked in the show notes. Despite the two years of very little action, Rocksteady apparently did hold a company-wide meeting in the last few days to address the concerns after The Guardian reached out to Rocksteady for a comment on the story. I have sung the praises of Rocksteady's games often on this podcast. I really love the Batman Arkham games, but this sort of inaction is, is really just unacceptable. If people feel uncomfortable simply being at your company, then that behavior needs to be addressed. I hope that Rocksteady is taking the appropriate action to address these issues. Here's what released today. Microsoft Flight Simulator is out today on PC. I don't know what the plans are for a potential console release on Xbox, but I hope Microsoft Flight Simulator makes its way over there at some point. I'm still kind of flabbergasted over IGN's 10 out of 10 for the game. I absolutely believe a game like that can get a 10 out of 10, and, you know, it's the reviewer's opinion. I just always thought that genre was so niche that it would always kind of skirt a review score like that for just, you know, being, like, too specific, I guess you could say. It really makes me want to try it, though. I definitely had zero plans to play it before yesterday, but now I want to see what it's all about. Some more reviews have rolled in for the game since yesterday, and they continue to be really positive. Mortal Shell is out today, which is a game I have talked about a lot. I played the demo for a few hours, ended up streaming it too, and I liked what I played. Reviews for the game have been overall positive so far. GameSpot's Phil Hornshaw gave the game an 8 and wrote about it, Mortal Shell succeeds more often than not at capturing these specific feelings intrinsic to Souls-like games. The twists it adds to from-inspired mechanics do well to help this sort of game become more approachable than most while maintaining the same air of mystery and foreboding that makes the genre itself so intriguing. Mortal Shell makes for a strong introduction to Souls likes, a demonstration for new players of what so many have found so interesting about From Software's games and those like them. But Mortal Shell is also a lovingly crafted, weird, and deceptively deep game in its own right that rewards you for wandering its twisted paths and challenging its deadliest foes. PC Gamer's Rick Lane also gave it an 8 and wrote, While no masterpiece, Mortal Shell is nonetheless a capable fighter. Both its world and story are entertaining to investigate with glimpses of brilliance hidden amidst its gloomy environments and obscure characters. Ultimately, Mortal Shell is not a Souls game, but it is the best not-Souls game I've played so far. I'm interested to check out the final release. Sounds like it's, sounds like it's pretty good. Rogue Legacy 2 is out in early access today. This is a game that is highly anticipated. It was an early example of a game that popularized the roguelite genre with its unique premise. When you die, instead of inexplicably coming back to life to give the level another shot, you play as your descendant. And the layout of the castle is different because you are a new person, so how could you possibly remember your father's experience in the castle? That conceit is cool, but it also apparently functioned as a fun, rewarding roguelite. I'm not a big roguelite guy, but I am excited to see what everyone thinks of the game today. Pathfinder Kingmaker is out today on consoles after having spent plenty of time on PC. It's an old-school, isometric, single-player RPG that gives you all kinds of choice in terms of story, character build, 
and what your party looks like. The console version is the definitive edition, which includes some new features alongside the base game, as well as its six DLCs. That's it for gaming news today. It weirdly took a long time for the game to come in the mail. I guess it was severely backordered or something, but I have been watching my wife play Fairy Tale. It released July 30th, but she just got her copy a few days ago. It seems cool. It's a turn-based RPG where you basically accept freelance jobs from a job board, you know, which is a pretty standard video game thing, but it works especially well in the context of the anime the game is based on because that is what the show is about, competing magical guilds who take on various jobs. I also like the turn-based combat because it moves pretty quickly. Instead of navigating menus, all the attacks are assigned to the face buttons, so you pick your attacks without having to root through menus, which is you know, something I'm personally into. The game also looks great, too. It's a great translation of the anime visuals. I don't know that I will ever actually you know, start my own game. I don't know if I'll actually play it, but I've been enjoying watching it over her shoulder. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast where we listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I'm playing through something new. I'm still playing Halo for the moment, but maybe later this week I will start playing something different. We'll see. You can also find me on the MinMax Show. For more long-form video game discussion, I would point you toward our Halo Deepest Dive right now. We've done the first episode. Second episode should be up soon. Go check that out. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.